0: what do they call it they call it uh, royale with cheese royale with cheese that's right hey what's going on guys royale with cheese here and uh your host caleb and seth and uh i'm sorry we're coming to you guys a little late on this i know our thousands of fans are disappointed we've just been a little busy and uh we're here to review it chapter two and then uh we move on to the toll recall and the remake and uh see which one's better yeah for it chapter two uh I think we've all been kind of waiting for this movie. And not, I mean, I don't want to say all, but a lot of us have been waiting for this movie because the first one was not the very, very first one, but the most recent one. It 2017. Was, yeah, it was a pretty solid hit, I think. I, I mean, mean it, made, it made its money's worth, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I know the second one actually didn't beat the first one, Box <laughs> Office, because it had one of the biggest horror movie, Box Office. Box offices ever. Yeah, I mean horror sells. I mean that's just what it comes down to. I mean it grossed 91 million its opening weekend, and uh, I mean you definitely cannot complain about an opening at that for horror, especially a radar horror film. I mean, you don't get that all the time, and and it's it's a second one, which yeah, it's a sequel, but doesn't generally do well regardless. Well, I th- I still think it does well in box office because I think a lot of people were hyped about the first one still and wanted to see the conclusion. Yeah, well, this is uh, definitely a different kind of horror. There, I, What I do like in that, okay, when I'm saying that, what I'm saying is it's not a bad horror, if that makes sense. There's not a lot of jump scares where it's meaningless. If that yeah, makes sense. I guess. I, I'd say the only effective scares are the jump scares, though. No, 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 uh, no subtle, no. subtle scary I'm saying I guess. there's not, like, trucks get, coming by that are trying to scare you, if that makes sense. There might have been one or two, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Uh, yeah, I'll start off with the good, you know, um, I felt like the casting for this was really well done. Yeah. I felt like most of the uh, actors uh really looked like the kids. You know, you had Jessica Chastain as Beverly, Jeff well, Except Je- for Zach. James McAvoy as uh Bill. Or ben. <laughs> and then you had Bill Hader as Richie, Isaiah Mustafa as Mike. You had Jack Jay Ryan as Ben and uh James Rassone as Eddie, Andy Bean as Stanley. I mean and obviously Bill Skarsgård comes back as Pennywise, which is phenomenal. I mean, he's probably the second best person in this movie. I would say, yeah, for sure. I mean, they all, like you said, look just like themselves, like as kids, except for Ben. But obviously, there's reasons for that. But also, they're all great actors. I mean, except for a couple of them. I I mean, I, 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 wouldn't say the I great would say I would say I say I say they cast. do. I say I say cast. everyone does. Everyone does decent. Uh, James McAvoy is always one of the best, but obviously the person who stole this was Bill Hader. I mean, he, I feel like surprised everyone. I mean, I'm not saying he was a bad actor or anything. He played in other movies and stuff that he was good in. I'm just saying, like, this one, he steals the show. This movie definitely felt like it revolved around him because they, they saw probably how good he was in the shooting of this, and they just kept giving him more lines because he was honestly the central part to this whole movie. Well, he was the comedy. He was the drama. he, he Everything, like you said, was just... Yeah, he was legitimately funny, and then when he was called upon him to be emotional at scenes, he actually played it off really well. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um I would actually like to hit on, before we dive any deeper into the characters, the director, the one that, I guess, technically started this. Now he's not known for really. I mean, he's only directed four movies. Or, well, I think well, one's, one's, one's even short, short. Yeah, two are shorts, I, think, I believe. But the ones you know is it, it chapter two and probably Mama. Yeah, he um he was he wasn't given. I mean, the first it had a, a decent budget for horror film, especially, but it wasn't gigantic. And I think because of how well the first one did, they gave him a lot bigger budget this movie to make it like as good as he could make it. Now, I'm not going to honestly say it helped because I didn't notice. I'm just going to say I enjoyed the first one more. I mean, before getting into anything else like that. I'm just going to say I I think the first one has this feeling of, um, like, the kids. It's like a Stand By Me, kind of Goonies, Stranger Things feeling of these kids, like, kind of coming of age while also fighting against this evil clown, you know, from outer space kind of thing. Yeah, but I wouldn't say it was... I think the adults played it off so well that it wasn't such a drastic. Well, is there anything else you really enjoyed about this one? This one compared to the... Well, just this one in general. as just a movie. Um, I, I really liked... So, I actually would say they were better actors in this one than the first. Because I, I didn't think the kids were that good of actors. I think the main kid was... uh, What's his uh, face? Finn Wolf, Wolfhard was good. Uh... I mean, I I don't I wouldn't I'd say that, I think and that's what I mean. Finn, Finn Wolfhard, not the main actor. Yeah. No, no. I would even say the main actor, his stutter. In the yeah, first I, that's one what was I say. I, well. I think they are pretty. I think they were a pretty good cast. Yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't a fan of Jeremy Ray Taylor, which was Ben. Yeah, I, I just don't uh, think we like him as a character. I don't think yeah. it has anything to do with anything else. Yeah, this movie. I mean, I would definitely say I'm not bullying him because he's fat, guys. <laughs> I promise. I would definitely say if you if you like the fir- if you loved the first movie. Even like the first movie. Mm, if you love the first movie, uh, you'll just, like this movie. I think that's I mean, the did best way to sell it. you the first movie? Uh, initially, but I think you also got to think about this. When the first one came out, it was during the clown phase, like where there's clowns yeah, hiding in woods. Cool. So I think it hyped up this movie tenfold of what it was like projected to be and really helped the movie. Like, flush itself out and get people interested because in it. it was kind of like a real life threat at that point. Like, yeah. these scary clowns just hiding in the forest and stuff. And so, I'm a, upon my initial watch of it two years ago, I really, really liked it. Watch it again, I still enjoyed it. I still think it's a very solid horror movie and I think it's good. I just seeing it at the movies at that point was a lot more gripping, I guess, yeah. would be to say. But the thing about both of them is. Neither of them are terribly scary movies. No, they're not. I, I mean, mean, the first the first one definitely had more scares than the second one. There's no doubt about that. But yeah. neither of them are, like, terribly frightening. Like, well, I think I, anything involving kids is automatically going to be scarier. Yeah, I, I d- also think it's just, like, um... I'd say it's, like, maybe a little bit scarier than Stranger Things. I, I definitely... Yeah, okay. It has, like, a lighter vibe to it than, uh, I think, most horror movies go for. Now, this is what I'd say. I would say... The first one was actually hyped up a ton. Like, trailers, if you don't remember, the trailers were shown everywhere. Like, um, it was all over IMDb, it was pumped up. Any, with the clown face, I think, definitely helped it. Yeah. But, my point being, can you think of any movie that's been so hyped and so pushed so hard that's actually turned out being good? Like, above um... the hype? Above the hype? Or, like, equal with the hype? cuz when it came out i would say it was as good as i thought it was going to be i mean i have plenty of movies i think lived up to the hype i mean avengers they- 2012 i mean dark knight game no, no i'm talking about 2012 yeah no one had, okay, i say, okay i would say okay this is what i'd say i'd say a lot more haven't lived the hype than half yeah, that's with anything, and say, that's with anything though. A you, a get your you get your expectations I'd say it's buy. easily a one to ten ratio. Uh easily. We, we went to go see this at like um the biggest theater they have. They call it the Epic. And don't, don't go on the sorry, we'll we'll say that for the end. I wasn't After, gonna like, sure, sorry. Yeah. I was just gonna say go it's it's definitely like a big screen movie. Like this this feels like an epic horror movie. You oh. know what I'm saying? It's, like, it's not like yeah. it's not like you're going to see Midsummer or anything like that. This kind of like a quiet and quaint. Like this is meant to be like that big. It it feels that big. This whole scope of the story. Yeah. The the cast they have. It feels like a big horror movie, and that's what they did. And I think they did it competently for the most part. But uh, I do you want to get into the what you disliked about it? Well, I'm I'm just gonna gonna play a little bit off that is uh, if you guys have like especially with horror because it's supposed to be darker. If you guys have something like an epic theater or like... uh, IMAX. IMAX theater, I would suggest going to watch any horror in those theaters because it's it's going to be better. The thing is, they don't usually play them in IMAXs or anything for this pure sense of those movies don't... They knew It Chapter 2 would make a a lot of money, so therefore putting it in a big theater like that opening day is not a risk. I, I will say I did think Bill Hader was hilarious. Yeah, um... This one was definitely funnier, and Bill Hader is hilarious. Like, he was legitimately well, hilarious. Like, if you're a fan of Bill Hader, you will love this movie. I would definitely say go see this movie. There's no doubt. I would also say Bill Hader wouldn't have been as funny if James Ronson, who played Eddie, he's the short kid that broke his arm in the first one. Yeah, the germaphobe. Yeah, the germaphobe. If he wasn't in it, Bill Hader wouldn't have been as good. Yeah, they, they played off they of play each off other each other very well. They play off each other pretty well in the movie. Um... Okay, I. You have anything else good to say? I just like James McAvoy. Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, he like I said, he's always competent at the very least. Uh, you want to get nitpicks about people? Definitely or... not nitpicks. I have some legitimate qualms with this movie. All right, go ahead. Um, with a runtime of two hours and almost fifty, almost three hours long. Yeah. I mean, personally, they I, definitely could have left stuff out. And not even yeah, it just. I can give you a couple of them. Yeah, but the movie is three hours long almost, and it's a horror movie too. So I, th- I just feel like you can't make a horror movie three hours long because it loses its scare... B- scareability is not a word, but I'm using it here. It loses its, like, scares. When well, you because, almost get tired. Yeah, exactly. Like How many times can you be scared? And, exactly. This movie really didn't go for a ton of scares either, so I guess they weren't yeah. ruined, but it just... There's, there's I, mean, I know the book is super long, and I know they had to leave out a ton of stuff. I didn't even feel it as dragging on as you did, personally. But still, like, I felt that this movie was three hours long. I was entertained, though, throughout it, so I can't say I was ever really super bored with it. Yeah, um, the only... I mean, the big thing I thought was... I felt like the opening scene was way too long. Like, I thought they could have brought back it in a way, quicker fashion. No, I actually. But honestly, though, it did set it up. I'll give you. It wasn't a bad set. I will for say it. it's one of the most legit. It's like one of the most legitimately. Uh, I don't want to say scary, but um, not frightening, haunting, haunting moments of the film. No. Yes. Okay. Yes. As, he's, as his head is bobbing up not and down the in the water, with and the he kid? sees it with the kid underneath the bleachers. The little girl? Yeah, I didn't say it's the most. I said it's one of the most. I, I didn't honestly I mean find this, it that. I scary felt like, I felt like of only a handful. I did like it. No, I'm not saying, no, no, I'm not I saying didn't it's scary. Like it. I'm just saying that, that that's actually in the book, that scene, too. No, no. I'm not saying, once again, I didn't like it. Like, I liked that water scene, like you're describing. My point is, I felt like they just dragged it on. I mean, like, that scene was easily 10 minutes long. Okay, easy. I would say, though. I'd say I think they easily could have cut that down to like five minutes. My question done the is, same thing. My question is for a three-hour movie. There's no, they, there's there's no plot. Yeah, there's but, barely there's barely a plot. how do they make a three-hour movie out of a movie that has like zero plot to it? I guess is my yeah. And I, I mean, a lot of it didn't make sense, but I'm sure a lot of it's based off the book, so I'm not gonna like. Uh, I'm. I mean, I'm sure. I'm talking about defeating him. Like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's whatever. I don't. That's that doesn't even bother me. But I'm saying like this movie doesn't have much of a plot to it. Let's like. Well, it's defeating it. Yeah, but what mean, what I'm saying is like same as the first. You, I would easily say an hour and a half of it is them on their own doing their own thing, just for one scare. Easily an hour and a half. of It I, it's I just scenes like that. Like, like scenes like that. seems like that. That's all it is. I, I did like. I did like. I mean, obviously the best parts is when they all united. That's easily the best part. Yeah, this movie, they're definitely separated a lot more. Well, that's kind of what they were going for. I know, I know, but what I'm saying is in some ways I understand because the first one's kids and, like, kids are always together. It'd be kind of weird if they were, like, the mystery gang, you know, all, like, what, six of them or five of them together just walking everywhere together. Now, as adults, I mean, like I said before, this is not a very dark or scary movie. I mean, it it just really isn't. It, like, is not very frightening. I mean... There's not very frightening because I think the best horror in it is when they go for the subtle horror, like where you see the things moving in the background and stuff like that. I think it's almost shocking. Well, no, I'm saying that stuff is legitimately like frightening and good scares. But then they, when they have the jump scare and something pop out at you, I'm not gonna go into spoilers just yet. But when they have things like that happen, they always take away. They always go on too long and take away from the scare. Like, if, yeah. if he would have went way more for the subtle, subtle, like, Pennywise kind of in the background or stuff like that, I think it would have been a lot more scary and better. Sure, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'd i like to actually get into some of the acting. I did not like, okay, I mean, I guess this is kind of a spoiler, but it was the same in the first one. I don't kind of like the romance story between Jessica and, uh, what's his name, Ben. So, it would be Beverly and Ben. Yeah, but Be- Beverly and I don't, I don't buy it. I, I think in the book that's how it happens too. Yeah, but I just not at all. and also I just don't like. He's like now a m now Ben is this macho millionaire, super successful architecture who's also super ripped because yeah. he was self conscious, which is whatever. But he's just like you don't want to root for him because he's just kind of a douchebag and he's like in his own self pity, like oh I couldn't yeah. get the girl. Like I'm like all right, s- screw this guy. Like. I don't not care about his personal life at all. Like, it's definitely like, okay, so, for instance, I don't know if this is how the book was, but I don't think they needed to do the opening scenes where they're all coming from. Like, I think they could have easily done the calls and then they're all, like, showing up at the town. No, I actually disagree with you on that and one. And this, on, this is what I was going to say, because I think a lot of people are rooting for the relationship between Beverly and Bill. I More than Zach. And I'd say by them you don't mean Zach, you mean Ben. Ben. Who's I don't know why I keep saying that. But anyways, more than Ben. And the reason being is because that's how it is kinda in the first one, you know? He's the one that brings her into the group, you know, includes her. They end up kissing at the end, right? And they're the last two people there. And I think by them doing those opening scenes, I think. You're like, well, it wouldn't make any sense if they're there, which is why he did it. I actually wish they would have done more of the opening scenes. No, I wish they would. No, listen. I think that was a waste. They of time. didn't give. No, they. Didn't... I'm fine with. I'm fine with a little synopsis about some of them, if not all. It's of them. 27 years later. How are we supposed to feel for these characters at all if we don't know anything? Okay, about Okay, that's why I said I'm fine with a little bit of it. I don't want any more than it was. They had barely like. They definitely explained a every, minute for anyone. They definitely explained it. No, they had more than a minute. No, for it, it was very short. Like it just felt like it had barely anything for anyone. Yeah, so let's just get into their life and make it four hours long. Okay, so, no, I'm idea. saying they could have cut down on some of the scenes in the middle that were pointless. No, I think and it, developed the characters I think was, a little bit better. I think the characters were pretty well developed. Bill Hader was the, the comedian, and they staged that through a ton of stuff with his uh comedian acts and everything like with the kid yeah but what saying the my question is like how did that change anything for you knowing he was a comedian now yes i knew he was a comedian so everything he did made a lot more sense <laughs> <laughs> not even close i'm just saying like they need those okay, scenes. Would it changed it, needs it to develop. if they showed one of his comedy skits? No, no, no. And I'm not saying just make the scenes longer. I'm saying do more with them. Develop them more as characters. Like, if we're supposed to like them as much as we did in the first one. I did like Bill I feel Hader a lot. Yes, I like Bill Hader, too, and a James lot. Mac I McAvoy, Billy. I did not. Or Bill. I was not a big fan of Isaiah. I'm not even going to try to say his last name. Mike Hamilton. Yeah, Mike Mike. Mike is the most boring character okay, I feel in like, the whole it world. Not even that. I feel like he's the local crazy man. No, he That's is. That's how he plays off. No, he's I don't I don't like him in the movie cuz he is literally so boring. But also, I don't think that was his character in the first one. That's why it doesn't make much sense to me. Um, I mean, I guess not. I get, well, technically he was stayed, the crazy stayed, man he stayed, because he stayed there, though. Everyone said he killed his parents as yeah, the first yeah, one. Well, he didn't, but... Um, I know, no, I know. But that's what everyone said in the no, first I one. No, I just, I just, he's so boring in this movie. Like, every time he's on screen, I don't care what happens yeah, to him. Yeah, I didn't think he was the best I acting. Mean, I, no, I don't either. think even the acting was bad. I just don't think he had any material to make I, him likable. I did like the flashbacks. I, I, I did like that a lot, where... It, and I, Caleb. You said mean he, when they're back to the kids, when they take them when they're kids? Yeah, like okay. So for instance, like when Bill Hader goes on his own, right, and then it will flash. He'll go into a place he used to be at, and then it'll flash back to when he was a kid doing that. I like that. Um, you know, actually, they had to de-age a couple of the actors and stuff, like Finn Wolfhard. They had to de-age him, so some of the CGI. For me, I didn't notice it, but I know for a lot of people, noticed it and it kind of threw him off a little bit but um no i mean yeah cuz finn does not look like that but go ahead i mean in this movie they bring the they kind of bring about the scene of the clubhouse this clubhouse that ben I created thought that was retarded. I, d- I don't, oh, using the art words I'm sorry. on our podcast. I thought that was very dumb. Like, I, there's no need for that scene in there. No, he, what it was is he clearly wanted in the first one, but they didn't have the budget and it didn't make sense really to put it in there. It didn't make sense to put it in the second one for me. No, no, I'm saying it definitely didn't make sense to put in the second one. That's what I'm, okay, I'm, I'm exactly. agreeing with you. I'm saying like he wanted, to, he wanted, wanted to put it in the first one, but it, like he put it in the second one and it didn't make. It is it was useless. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I, I, it, I just it was whatever. It was just kinda like I don't know, it was dumb. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about the scenes like there obviously this is like the scary scene, the scenes they're going for it. and they didn't really have okay, so a lot of the scenes in the first one of it like attacking somebody or taking somebody to his Yeah, like Georgie. Yeah, dungeon. It all linked it to those characters, right? Like you said, Georgie. I don't understand what you're saying. Like, George, like my point is, all of the attacks it did linked to the main characters. So, yeah. like, all the people he attacked linked to the main characters. Well, then he also attacked some of the, like, bullies or whatever. Yeah, the bullies, but they were bullying the main characters. Or, sure. I, I think the whole... Or Ben, sure. for instance. sure. But, okay, but my point is, in this one, they didn't have as much of that. They didn't really actually... A lot of the things it attacked weren't linked to the main characters at all like the girl the well he feed Well, the thing is he feeds off fear. I know, I know, but so I... like kids are th- that's why he targets kids cuz kids are the most easily My point is he definitely could... we could definitely could have done that. Okay, I would say like I like the kid you remember, the kid that yelled at Bill Hader, the comedy joke. This is a spoiler, but he ended up getting attacked by it, right? Right? The, you remember the kid in the he Oh, he didn't he... Yeah, Okay, you're talking about okay. Yeah. You're talking about the kid in the restaurant. The yeah, I liked beginning. how that linked all up. Like with the girl, yeah, it linked to the beginning scene, but it had nothing to do with the main characters, so I didn't like that. Uh, I just I, I don't, don't like I don't like like I felt like that was randomly put in there. I don't think that should have been in there. How did you feel about the comedy in this movie? I liked some of it. I like like I said, I, I liked the comedy between Bill Hader and I, th- I uh, thought it was no, I thought it was all funny, but I felt like it took away from the scariness of the movie. Like, the movie was so funny. Yeah, but I don't think they were going for that scary. That's why I would say... Okay, for example, I'll bring it back day. to... You remember Us? It felt like sure. every time something scary was going to happen, there was a joke made or something, and it eased all the tension. All the tension that was they were building up, just, they let it all out. Yeah, I, I definitely think they could have brought it down a lot on the jokes. I'm, like, but the thing is... is I like, did like the door scene. Like, I thought that was a worthy joke scene. Because Bill Hader is the comedian... And they were still scared, but he made the joke. No, I'm, I'm not even, like, against the jokes. Cause it, I found them to be pretty good in, yeah. in general. Well, I think they could definitely cut down a little bit, which would have made it more scary. Yeah, for sure. And also, I mean, I just I don't think adults are as interesting as the kids. I mean, that's just what it comes down to. Yeah, I mean, well, because all the story comes from the kids, and I, I, I feel like you're bonded almost more well because you know you can re- not it, relate but like in the book they are bouncing back and forth well, between in the, the book, adults they have a giant orgy so yeah <laughs> between the kids and adults back and forth back and forth back and forth and i think but i like that i, I kind of like that even with movies i like that like, you like wh- wh- like flashing wh- back if that's what you're talking yeah, about yeah no i'm just saying like, if they would have went back and forth and obviously they could cuz they had told different whatever. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is like I think that would have been better cuz then you wouldn't have to rely on these crusty old adults who half of them aren't super likable. I yeah, I would agree and that's why I'm thinking that's why I personally I hate how they went on their own like you were saying. But I also like those scenes because those are the scenes where they would go back and forth. Yeah, um yeah, I I I also I guess the only other problem I had is they bring back the bully, Bower. Yeah, and that he was and an, he just the only I feel like they only bring him in to be scary. Well, Bauer and, was good in the first one. The second one it just didn't. You mean you mean he was well done? Yeah, that's what I mean. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I don't mean like good as in yeah, a you, hero. I, it just felt like he was brought in for scares, and he didn't do anything. I I, for I do agree with that. An hour and a half of the movie. Yeah. Um. I, that was definitely a waste. Do you have any nitpicks? I mean, besides. I mean, besides the cringy kind of relationship between uh, Beverly and Ben, no, not really. No. I, I just thought that was really okay. cringy. I do have a nitpick. What happens to everyone who's murdered in this town? I mean, but I think that's kind of left up in the air. In the that's, what, no, that's what I'm saying. So it's, like, like, it's like these people are murdered and everyone's just like... Scoop-a-doop-boo, well, live our daily one, lives. Oh yeah, it killed it. Yeah, we're good here. The first, I, the first one, one makes can, the first one, they kind of go. They they kind of so discuss so it. scared. Yeah. that no one even talks about it. They act like it's not there. So I think it's kind of yeah, similar to the second I, one. I guess. And also, how how do you feel about the ending? Oh, uh, without without spoiling it, super hard. How how did you feel? I mean, like it, love it. It's okay. Yeah, that that's how I, I, mean, I felt too. I felt like it was passable, but wasn't yeah great. I mean, they kind of go into, uh, Pennywise's origins, which for two seconds seems somewhat interesting, and then drops off for me personally. But yeah, I did like, I thought they could have done better with Pennywise's origins because I think it was like you said interesting. Well, yeah, it, it had it had the potential to be interesting. I mean, also Stephen King, his explanation is he's obviously drugged out this time which he admits to being. Yeah. It's like from he comes from like this giant turtle from in the sky like this super doped up yeah. process. So. Um, uh I would say I would say Pennywise they could have done really interesting cuz they had just so much ground to play with. Like they definitely could have went off the book at this point. Also there was a cameo. Stephen King was in it. That's true, yeah, he wasn't. You were it. the that one actually, that pointed I that out. Know someone bo- was bothered by it, which but I don't know I, why. I, I mean, he wrote the book, like, who cares? Yeah, I didn't really I didn't care about it either. I mean, that was definitely a useless scene, but I mean, just, they had it in there for the cameo. Yeah, I, I don't care. Yeah, that's why I There's definitely been worse cameos, as we can see, <laughs> The Fast and Furious. All right, what, what did you give it? Okay, I gave it a 6 out of 10. Uh, I gave it originally a seven as soon as we walked out the theater. But I think it's probably closer to a six for me, too. I'd have to well, give The reason to I gave it a six is, like, if I watched the first one again, I'd probably watch the second one after I watched the first one just to capture them both at the same time. Yeah. And enjoy them. But, I mean, I just think the first one definitely was a better made movie. I think the first one's better. And I don't say, I'm not giving it a six. And this is I'm still giving it a six, I'm still saying go see it. Like yeah. if you if you like the first if you didn't like the first one, you're definitely not gonna like the second one. Yeah, so don't well, waste sure. your money or time. Not... But I'm saying, hey, if you got three hours to spare and you haven't <laughs> seen it yet, I mean it's 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 worth it. Yeah I mean it was sure. it was entertaining. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I I definitely say go watch it. Yeah, in I, my opinion. I'd go watch it. I wouldn't dream about it. Like in Total Recall. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> See, look at that that transition. breaks us into a I'm good for, transition. This is an hour and 53 minutes. Now, this is the original, so it was made in 1990. So this is played with Arnold and uh, Sharon Stone, which is his uh, beautiful wife. And... Um, this movie got a 57 on Metascore, so the critics actually did not really like it. It's kind of like an action sci-fi thriller. Get yeah, you want to give us what it is? Yeah, so it's basically um, a man. He's kind of wants to go on vacation. There's unrest on the colonies in Mars, and uh, basically he finds out about this program called Toll Recall, and this program basically lets you take the ultimate vacation, but all it does is implant memories on your mind. And when he goes there, he opts for the secret agent package. Well, what we see next is it cuts to things going awry. He wakes up, and everyone accuses him of being uh, part of the resistance fighters. And he has to go to Mars, and he goes on this whole mission and stuff. And the whole movie, you're questioning: Is he in total recall, or is he in the dreamlike vacation state, or is this really happening? And they're trying—they try to erase yeah. his memories or such, huh? Yeah, so it's definitely interesting. It's cool. It's based on a short story from what I know. And, yeah. And, I mean, it, it sounds... Okay, so it actually is kind of cool thing to make a movie about. Like, it's a very unique idea. Yeah. I mean, you got to give it props for that. And it's directed by the same guy who directed uh, RoboCop. And this movie almost got an NC-17 rating because of the blood and gore and violence. Yeah. But they cut back on some of it, and it just re- was released with the R rating. Now... This is definitely a classic Arnold movie, though. I mean, yeah. And I think that's why it was almost he, rated that. Anytime you see Arnold Schwarzenegger, it's just like, you know it's going to be full one-liners and crazy action. Oh, I yeah, mean, crazy. And him just flexing at random scenes. Yeah, yeah, that's mean, true. I mean, it's, pro- it's probably the most expensive movie made for its time in 1990. Budget was $65 million, which was insane for this. And they almost had David Cronenberg direct it, but... They didn't really like the, his vision of it. Yeah, but even though their budget was high, their gross was insane. Yeah. The, the, it, was, what, it was almost double. It was more than double. 141. Actually, almost 142. 100, million. Million. Yeah. yeah, I mean, uh the the things I enjoyed about this movie is it's just, it's just a fun watch. I mean, this movie has crazy, over-the-top action. You know, everyone's getting blown up and stuff. Yeah. And they use... They use like animatronics and um, like they use is it isn't wouldn't that be animatronics? Like the way he uses his face and stuff and all the yeah, I mean yeah, it's, it's a sci-fi. basically use it's like sure you no. Know, what I'm saying is like the pra- they use a lot of practical effects oh, yeah. in this okay, movie. They that's don't CGI or yeah. well, they don't have CGI, but yeah. it, it's all like practical effects and stuff. And it's kind of it, creepy. Yeah, in some ways, and like you definitely notice when they're using it, but it didn't disturb me. Actually, it kind of added to like the campiness of this movie Why? and like how to me it was fun watching it because you're so used to CGI and stuff and seeing it not CGI. Yeah. And you obviously see that's where like a ton of the money went for this oh, budget. yeah, for It sure. was into making all those different heads and everything. Yeah, practical, yeah. And um, basically, I mean... No, what I'm talking about creepy is I'm talking about... So, I mean, I'm, I'm going to spoil this. This is from the 90s, so you should have seen it by now. It's not even that big of a spoiler. Yeah, but basically, the boss guy... Well, the the head of the resistance, yeah, is attached to another guy. Yeah, he's, well, he's like so. Basically, from sunlight on Mars. Okay, so let's just give like a quick synopsis of okay, what happens. Yeah. So on Mars, there's obviously a lack of oxygen, so that's like the big thing. Like, yeah, they're all domed in. Oxygen. Yeah, and that's why this guy is basically the head leader of Mars is because he's the one that controls the oxygen, right? But if there's a lack of oxygen in certain spots, and the heat of the sun, it actually like Makes them basically aliens, like well, it deforms of, the, of their well, body. Well, the first people there, yeah, the first people on the col- colony, they they got deformed by uh, radiation from the sun and stuff. So they so, get like special. So powers a lot of, and a lot of, yeah, like a lot that. of people were had yeah exactly were deformed and stuff. Well, the head boss is actually um, the, like a it literally looks like a baby. Is yeah, it was awesome. Chest. It was super creepy. Like, <laughs> it, I did not see it coming. Creepy. Did you see it coming? Heck no, but that was awesome. Yeah, his name is is, is, is Quant, quanto? I think it's quanto. Uh, I wonder if they'll even have it on. No, the no, it's, it's yeah, it's be, quanto. It's quanto. Yeah. K U A T O. Yeah, quanto. And that's um, he's like the leader of the resistance. And also, I did not see Benny turning sides on him. That was very like. Way to spoil! No. <laughs> I, well, this has been out for a while. Yeah, yeah. Benny like turning around, like it. Okay, as like extra as this movie is, it actually surprised me. And I actually saw the first Recall a couple years back, so the I've remake. already, I already know like, or yeah, the remake. I should say the new Recall. I already kind of know the plot, if that makes sense. But yeah, I definitely did not see a lot of this coming in this movie, and the over the top was actually. Kind of funny. Yeah, they they keep you, like I said, they keep you guessing throughout the whole film. And there's no 100% answer if he's in this dreamlike state or if it's really happening or not. I mean, um, personally, I believe he's in a dreamlike state for many reasons. Yeah, it's very up for a big, like, there's kind of like a small argument on it. Yeah, I read a lot about it. And uh, the director came out and said that it's basically he made it without, a definitive ending, so it'd be up to you to decide, but I think it's pretty clear it's his dream. What you you agree? Actually, no, I would disagree. Okay, I'm, I'm just trying to make the podcast interesting. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, okay, yeah, uh, I would, I would agree. I think it was a dream. Do you story. have any other uh, things positive about this movie? Um, you know, I, I mean, it's filled the, with one liners, you know what you're gonna get. And I like Sharon it's worth Stone it. in it. Sharon Stone is a very beautiful woman. She is. I mean, I don't, like, the. You know, I mean, this is just, like, a small nitpick. I don't know why Arnold would go from Sharon Stone to Rachel. Okay. I, Misogynistic, yeah. using the R word, semi-using the N word while I'm trying to say Schwarzenegger. All right. Uh, all right. <laughs> I mean, right. okay, the bad in this is, is also, some of the bad I found in this movie is also some of it's best parts. Yeah, I mean yeah, for sure. Arnold is an icon, but he's definitely not a good actor. When he goes... Yeah. I okay. mean, he's recognizable, and he says funny one-liners that are great and stuff, but by no means is this guy... Oh, you know, he's a terrible actor, if we're being honest. Yeah, but he, he's, he's interesting. good for action. Yeah, that's it. He's good for like movies like this, The Predator. Yeah. Honestly, I actually... I would give a good argument, and just... My argument stems from... The, actually the new one the remake is this was actually the only way to make the movie is like a over the top yeah, I in- like movie. I said, I enjoyed it like I like that if you go too serious it's you either gotta hit it right on the ball or it's all gonna yeah, fall down I mean, we see that with the remake, and you but, well. also can't do it way too funny, but yeah like, this was like the perfect s over the top, yeah, I mean this also this movie relies a lot on future technology mm-hmm. so all of it looks really bad in 2019 compared to 1990. Yeah, it does. I mean, and so I felt like they could have not relied on that. It's more of a nitpick. Um, The violence is, even for me, some of it didn't make sense. I mean, I'm not going to definitely hate on it a lot because it was fine with me. I know a lot lot of critics knocked it down, pegs, for that. But, I mean, there is definitely something where it's just like, okay, really? Like, (laughs) this is so extra. I mean... Big nitpick would be, uh, like, it's not the opening scene, but when uh, Sharon is fighting Arnold in the their house. Yeah. All right. Arnold has easily hundred and fifty pounds at least. Oh, at, at least honor. So like, there's no way hand to hand combat. She's doing jack squat. Well, to I, him. I think they. I think though they also versus the new one. We'll get into it in a bit, but. I think this one does at least a better explanation of, like, Arnold's not sure of what's going on. So he's not about to choke yeah. out his wife yet or kill her. So he's, like, he's still, like, apprehensive about it. So this one doesn't want to punch her in the face. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I agree. He's, like, choking her out. But, like, if he has her in a hold, how is she going to get out? For me, For me, though, the worst part of this movie, the cringiest part of this movie, I guess, is there's the scene where, you know, he cuts off the air supply, the evil leader, right? Yeah, and then all of a sudden he breaks the fish tank, and all the fish are just on the ground, yeah. gasping for air. And I was like, oh the symbolism, yeah, <laughs> like, dude, come on." It, it lasts for like it's not just like he breaks it; and they cut to it. like they cut to that fish trying to gasp for air for like a good realistically ten seconds. And I'm like, "Yeah, but I think that helps with the, the over the top." I guess that's kind of what they're going for. But no, definitely the most over the top scene is when Arnold gives the mouse. Uh, his tracker From his head Which Actually that was a pretty gruesome oh, yeah, yeah, scene yeah, the Where rat, he pulls that rat, off his yeah. head But he gives it to the rat And they're just going off this dumb Sensor Like tracker. there, <laughs> like, there? <laughs> like 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 Arnold be Arnold's a big here. guy yeah. Like you're not gonna miss him Um Okay Now to get into the nitpicky part Um I thought we were on that Okay okay good Okay But well, we we're kinda going back and forth But go Why Okay why did the Everything in the future in 1990, we would want taxi cabs that are automated, but put an animatronic man inside of it. Like why? Yeah. Like why would we want an animatronic person sitting in there talking to exactly. us? Exactly. Like who imagined the future would want more interaction with animatronics? Like they could easily just put like a voice inside yeah. the car. Would well, it made perfect sense. But they're like, no, the future will definitely want Disney World animatronics in their car. It's so true. <laughs> it's as creepy as frick, and no one would want that. Yeah, and why does there taxis on Earth but not on Mars? Like, the Mars actually have human taxis? Uh, Seth, uh, union laws. No. <laughs> also, I like how when Arnold dressed up as the woman with the face changer, mm. that was so funny. Because she's just this huge, but it's not like she's a fat person. I mean, he's trying to go for that. So he goes like thick layers. She's thick with three C's. Yeah. But you know, as soon as she's walking in, you're like, that's Arnold right there. (laughs) You're like, no questions asked, which actually I think we'll get into a little bit later. But the second one or the The remake remake, does like, I don't know if it's, it's not cameo. It's, uh, it's, It's kind of um, uh, just a reference, I guess, to it. Yeah, which was cool. Yeah, that was cool. Um, I mean, I definitely enjoyed myself watching this movie. I did too. Thoroughly. I mean, uh, what did you get it? Well, before we do that, let's hit on the director just a little bit. He, Paul, Paul Verhoeven. He wrote RoboCop. Yeah, I, yeah, I went Black over that. Black Book. You already did that? Yeah, yeah. I said you did RoboCop and stuff already. Yeah, so he j- basically just did RoboCop. Yeah, basically. I mean, and that had crazy violence in it, Shut too. Shut up to Detroit. I mean, he did Starship Troopers. Am I right? That's true. But, yeah, <laughs> I mean, he he's, he's known for his over-the-top violence usually, and uh, you definitely did not miss out on that in this one. So, Kale, referencing what I gave it, I mean, I was kind of battling. I might I might change it up a little bit. Yeah. If I'm saying, like, maybe go up one. Yeah, what'd you give it? I give it a seven. Yeah, me too. I give it a seven out of ten now. It's, like, not a great piece of film work by any means, but I enjoyed myself. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely recommend thoroughly it. i enjoyed it myself. Well, to certain people. I want to recommend it to everyone, but I definitely recommend it, if it if to all like my guys. If you like sci fi and you, like, I would definitely recommend it to all my guys. Any Arnold guy Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger movie, then you like this movie. Like, the guy we go see movies with, you know? Yeah, just because you know we bring him around for the fun yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, he would definitely like this movie because he loved Kill Bill. So like,
1: yeah, yeah he a, would definitely like Islands. this. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, All right, well, let's go on to the next one. Yeah, the remake of Toll Recall was remade in uh, two thousand twelve, and um, they do. I I will give him a little props. Okay, this got de- let's this got definitely got worse. Metascore forty three. Yeah, I mean it's it's. They have the cast is basically uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's character, Douglas Quaid Hauser, you know, is played by Colin, Colin Farrell instead. His wife, who's Sharon Stone, is played by um, Kate Beckinsale. Um His real, like, girlfriend, or maybe not real girlfriend, is Jessica Beale. I mean, uh, Brian Cranston is Cohagen, which is the villain. Yeah. So, I mean, all in all, not a terrible cast. No, but they just no, but I mean, they, they were very weak. Well, for one, they have PG thirteen for some reason, which I think actually takes away from a lot of it because they can't show a lot of the violence. If that makes sense, yeah. But, I feel like this is a movie like, so they go for more of a serious approach, right? So um, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely not as cartoony, I guess, or as like over the top. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's it's more serious. They try to take it more yeah. seriously. And, um, I mean, okay, keep keep going. I mean, they change up a few things of the plot, but overall, it's pretty close. Like, I they mean, don't go to Mars in this one instead. It's the colony. The colony. Britain, which I yeah. didn't mind that. But it kind of right. makes sense. Like, it's a right. nuclear war. I mean, whatever. It, it's okay. Um, definitely the CGI. Obviously, they use CGI. So, definitely, it looks better. Um, yeah, I, I, I'd say. Uh, I don't want to say it all looks better, though. I really don't. I think I think when they use technology, it looks better. And I think when they take a grand landscape of, like, the town and stuff, it's very, like, Blade Runner-esque. And it looks good, right? I'll, like I'll give them that. It looks good. But I felt the other one had character. This one is just kind of your generic, you know, robots versus man kind of, yeah, kind well, of interactions. Yeah, well, this like, one was a little different than the first one. The first one was to give air to Mars, and this one was basically to separate Britain from the colony, yeah, which I'm, is Australia. I mean, I really don't have a lot of good things to say about this. No, <laughs> I mean, I like the cameo of the, well, yeah, the girl. <laughs> the- I mean, this is it's is basically a remake, a shot for shot, almost. I mean, in the sense of like the same story points they keep they hit on. Um, they don't do a very good job of disguising whether he's in the recall or not. This one, it's for sure well, it's that he's a secret agent. It's it's open right out the bat because... Yeah, you find the it opening right there. scene and everything. But then again, the first time I watched it, before I knew anything really about Recall, I was... I mean, definitely, like, in the first little bit, I was like, well, what if this is part of the, like, Recall? Yeah. Like, I, that's how he wakes up. I oh, mean, you have this, so like, take the IV out of him. But what I'm saying is, like, compared compared to the first one. This the fir- the first one you you really don't have a definitive answer. This one is like 80 20 at the worst. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, this one this one this movie is I would say a lot more boring. Yeah. Because cuz the first the first one had heart to it. Like this thing was crazy over the top, you know, borderline silly at parts. The animatronic uh co- Kunto or Kunto Yeah. <laughs> Crazy, but it was super entertaining. This one just was like, okay, let's shoot some robots. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, run away. Let's uh, shoot some more robots. Boom, boom, boom. Let's go away. Like, there's nothing in this movie that I was like, oh, my gosh. I yeah, i definitely say it. the only thing was they did the CGI step up, but then they also took down in character... Yeah, all the char- everything with that. All the characters were so boring in this movie. Like none of them were interesting. I really was not interested they in any made of sure them. Sure to bring back the the three boobed whore. Yeah, that was <laughs> the, yeah by the the by the but see once again though yeah I agree doesn't make sense. Like they try to bring back these like iconic things mm-hmm. from the originals. Yeah, but I think everything they did when they is for the worse. Like all the changes they make are definitely for the worst. I'd agree. I'd definitely say, like, never go to watch this over the other one. I mean, it's definitely, this is one of those forgettable films. Oh, for sure. Okay, all in all, if the first one wasn't there, this one would just be a totally forgettable film. Look, I feel like, okay, this is what I'm saying. I feel like they could have actually remade, I'm not a big remake guy, you know me. Yeah. But I feel like they could have remade it, you know? And if they would have given it to someone like, Denzel in wavy, like we saw he did with Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah, and don't follow it shot for shot, but you can kind of take the theme of it, maybe. Yeah, I think they could have actually done a good because they could remaster it. They could put real CGI and good good things in it, like liven it up a little bit. Yeah, but this movie is just so generic, so boring to look at. I mean, all the the color scheme to this is white and gray. I mean, there's nothing to this movie. Like, it's not even fun to, like, look at. Yeah, well, did you go over the director? No, I didn't. You can go ahead and hit that one. I mean, I understand why the one girl's in it now. He did the Underworld. Yeah. Directed those. Yeah, Len Wiseman. I mean, yeah, he did Kate Beckinsale. Obviously, she's the star of all the Underworlds. Yeah, live free, die hard. I I mean, mean, the one thing he did do, which I, well, he did two things I enjoyed. He did uh, Men in Black, obviously, and that's uh actually wait he didn't do no that. he didn't and he just he produced, produced it, it. he yeah. only he didn't the only things he really directed that you know is the Underworlds Live Free Die Hard, Total Recall, and then he is doing the series The Gifted, I just the, that superhero series yeah I just on Fox I've never seen it I just I'm just wondering to myself for one why they made this in for two. Why did they give it to him? Now I was also, I'd agree. I was, I was also trying to think though Seth, I don't know if you can remember, but is this movie kind of like the beginning of the remakes? Because I'd say for the last probably ten years, all we've seen dominate our remakes pretty much. And but they're all bad. Well, you're getting to my point. But what I'm saying is like I'm trying to think. When do you? When did it begin? When did like the remake era begin? And I was trying to think. I was like. They, I don't know, remember too many remakes early 2000s. Yeah, I can't, I can't either offhand. I, I definitely think after 2010... Let have a quick search. Go ahead. But yeah, I, I just, this movie kind of feels like the beginning to me of this remake era. And they all are terrible remakes. They're not good remakes. And that's definitely what I felt from this movie. I mean, what, what did you end up giving it, Seth? I give it 5 out of 10. Um, let me check, actually. I think I gave it... I'm pretty sure... I gave it a I just think it was so forgettable. Yeah, I give I give it a five out of ten too. Well we're pretty in sync today. Yeah. Um yeah, no I, I it could go to a four, but like you said, it was just forgettable. There wasn't anything egregious with it. I just would not that's why I move it to a four. Just because I'll ne I'll never want to rewatch this movie. Yeah, no, I won't so, I, I mean... will never rewatch it. I might I will probably Honestly we watched the first one. Yeah, the first one's the first one's funny and it's fun to watch. Oh, it's I definitely good. recommend it. I mean, obviously as we can see, the original is better than the remake. I mean I can't say that across the board, yes. but like a Star is born was remade about twelve times. No more than that, it was like fifty times I feel like. But I mean this is this was a cheesy remake. Had no heart in it, just kind of like a special effects, everything. And um, they were done okay. It just wasn't. It wasn't a great movie by any means. I mean, they've definitely been doing remakes all the time. Yeah, I I know they've been doing remakes. I mean, Like you got the thing. No, listen. They're what I'm saying that. is like, yeah, they've made remakes. Well, Don't get me wrong. You're I'm saying, saying bad like remakes. this. No, no. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like they made uh, uh, maybe one remake every four years. You know, kind of thing. I feel like these past ten years, everything's Spite. been a remake. Yeah. I think, cause, but I think you're only thinking that because of Disney. Well, yeah, but they're dominating. I think. But then again, Disney owns like the real ninety percent of the well, film. That's market. the thing. The, that's the reasoning behind it. Okay. The other ten percent is every, Christopher Nolan's and Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, every every, th- <laughs> all movie theaters are struggling, right? Yeah. So, they're only gonna put out things they know are gonna make a lot of money, right? They're not ta- yeah. these big companies aren't taking risks, so they know if they have an IP like toll Recall, which. Yeah. It's a little strange. But they're going to remake Terminator. They're going to make 12 sequels to Terminator because they know the name sells. I mean, that's just the way it well, is. Well, they're making another one. I know. Gosh dang I it. I thought the last one was the last one. Like, oh, man. I, I mean, keep thinking uh, everyone's the last think one. They made a TV series. I mean, you just think, though, that they don't want to take a risk. And they know if they th- slap a name on it, it's going to get people to go out and see it. And shamefully, it's true. And that is what happens. Yeah. Well... Now that we know what that let, oh, let's get into a little bit of the theater. Or actually we'll do that last last. Ah uh, no, let's just do it now. Was, uh, when we are at the theater for it, oh, you my you, goodness. you tell us what oh, was going goodness. on there. So it's chapter 2, right? It's um wasn't premiere, we went to Friday. So we went to the day after premiere. Yeah, we got a tickets what, the day before? Yeah, and online. we went to go see it in the Everyone ep- does online. In now. the Epic Theater, which is like the big theater there. It's kind of like their I- version of IMAX. You don't mistake let's it. Say. Let's just clarify. Like, when you get your ticket for it, it will say in big lettering, Epic Theater. Or if it doesn't say that, well, it it'll says give theater, you it Theater 1. Theater no, 1. No, it yeah. says, literally, I know, Epic I know, theater, I know. Huh? So, anyways, we got we got our seats. We got 8 and 9. Or doesn't, 8 and 9. We got 8 and 9, right? We walk into the theater. We were a little bit late. Not to the start, but, like, we're mid-commercials. We get in there, packed out, right? Well, except pretty, for a pretty seats, much, yeah. there's there's four seats. Well, there's technically only three now. By the way, they're running this in every single theater. Basically. Yeah, there's like ten theaters playing it throughout throughout the past two hours. I mean, so we we go in there. There's a kid in this in one of our seats, but I know the two seats next to me were open. There's four seats. I only grabbed two of them. So I'm like. Whatever I don't I don't care like yeah who cares unless somebody this, comes he wants up he and wants to, he, yeah he wanted to sit by his friend like do I really care so we go sit down right now there's only one empty seat but I know no one at least when I bought the tickets I knew no one bought those seats and they'd be weird seats to buy anyways unless it was completely sold out yeah so as we sit through the movie it's probably ten minutes in right and this family walks by us right it, it's actually I think it was right after the water scene. Well, yeah, yeah. Right. But I'm saying I'm, saying, I'm I'm, not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying when she came to us. Oh, you, yeah, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I think that's yes. when she came. She the, this family about six probably walk walks by us. I think it was more than that, dude. It was a lot. Yeah, it was like, like she, twelve. And they this the one lady kind of stopped in front of me, and she was speaking another language, so I could not understand her. And then she walks by, and I'm like, okay, that's kind of strange. And then ten. The town, they just walked across the road. And then ten minutes later, she comes up to me, and she's like. Well, not even you. It's you and the person next to you. No, no. She's at, coming to me. She's yeah. not coming to okay, him. Okay, go ahead. And she's like, you're in my seat. But and the it, thing is, she only wanted your seat. She didn't well, want this, my seat. This is what I'm saying. This is the funny part because I was actually in the correct seat. Seth, Seth was, If anyone says in the wrong seat, I was in E8. So she comes up to me and she's like, okay, uh, you're in my seat, right? She's like, I have E8. I have E8. These are the seats for my kids. I said, also, this movie started, and there was something that happened, and I missed it because yeah. of this lady. Well, it's and the IMAX, I'm like, and it's pitch black, so you can't see nothing. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, ma'am, no, these are my seats. And then So I pull out my phone. Obviously, then you pull out the phone, and it automatically goes to the highest brightness setting so everyone in the theater can see it. And I'm like, ma'am, I'm in E8. This is E8. She's like, no, these are my kids' seats. You need to get up. And there's obviously a language barrier too, which did not help situations whatsoever. But then the guy next to you. The guy next to me is Hispanic also. And he starts speaking. The funny part is, is he he wasn't speaking. He was yelling. Yeah. He's in the wrong seat though. Yeah. (laughs) But but he's like, he's like, no, I'm I'm assuming this is what he said. He brought out his phone too. So. And he's saying, he's saying, no, no, we paid for our seats. These are our seats. And she gets all upset. Right. And she's like, I'm going to go basically go get somebody. Right. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, like, if anything all that's gonna happen is this kid's gonna get kicked out and or just at least move, move to over. his seat yeah. and we're gonna move our like because I know we're not like doing anything wrong so we're sitting there waiting and then I realize, because I'm like constantly looking because I'm like okay I just want to be prepared pull out my phone and just show the well, dude. because her ticket her ticket did legitimately say EA yeah on what part of it it did say EA so yeah. I, so I was like at first I was like maybe these overbooked the seats but that doesn't make any sense yeah but then I realized she doesn't come back f- she doesn't come back at all and then I remember her stupid thing since Theater 5. Yeah. And she was fighting me over and I missed five minutes of this movie for this lady who's in the wrong seat. And then the dude, and then I have to defend the dude next to me. Yeah. Who the whole time is dying of a cold <laughs> and sniffing the whole. You should literally, literally the whole. I know. a second thought, I was like, no, I should have let her kick him out even though she's in yeah. the wrong theater because I cannot stand this guy. But with all that said, with all that said, the movie theater experience is good, unmatched. For that. No, no, it's yeah. unmatched cuz for example, we've we've now gone to Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring and Lord of the Rings The Two Towers in extended version, yeah. I In the theater, right? Yeah. And it has been some of the best experience. Those movies are made for the big screen. Oh, for sure. You lose by watching it at home unless you have a crazy good yeah. home theater setup. Yeah. You're missing out on so much. And this movie was it's so epic seeing on the screen. And that's why I'm really afraid of the movie theaters dying off. I'm honestly afraid because I enjoy the movie theater experience oh way much, so, way more. Yeah, so much. And it's this sad that this might happen that yeah. they might die out cuz I don't think Netflix is a good replacement. No, I don't. And the thing is America is lazy. And that's just this just the fact of the matter. And they'll yeah. go for whatever's easiest and convenient and if they can watch the movie at home on netflix they'll go watch the movie at home on netflix but it's just for me it's just one of those experiences like i said this lord of the rings four hours for both movies in the theater not a little long don't, don't yeah, get me well, wrong but i'm saying that it's on an epic grand scale the movies are these epic battles and everything and you're doing yourself a disservice yeah by not seeing it on this gigantic screen with good speaker systems yeah. I, I think the moral of the story behind this lady coming and bothering us, mainly you. I mean, I didn't miss really any of the movie, except I was kind of intrigued in the conversation. The moral of the story is I was always wondering why they have these people walk you to the seats. These MJR assistant people. Oh, this is only in the IMAX or the Epic or yeah. whatever. And now I know why. I, I know why exactly people don't know how to look at their tickets I, see what theater they're in and what seat they're in yeah it was, it's it was frustrating and mind you we've never tried to cheat the system and send the wrong seats but this is probably like our 10th time where we have to send different seats yeah and usually what happens is the people come in and say hey you're in my seats and they kind of make a big deal and i'm like because they're in my seats," yeah. and you have to move everyone down it's a big ordeal so but i mean i understand whatever Send the right seats. Yes, yes. Send in in the, the right seats, seats that you buy. If you well, read buy, your ticket, buy them. Buy them a day in advance, or whatever, so you know you can go to the movie. All right, or yes. go, or go see, or don't go see it on opening day. Just let's do something. Let's let's figure something out here, guys. We can do this. We are America. We can do this. All right. Yes. All right. All right. So let's do the Academy versus the well. well Okay, okay. for next week for next week is uh, Return of the Academy versus the People yes. 1981 top grossing film is Raiders of the Lost Ark which is one of my personal favorite movies you know oh, it's classic. just Indiana Jones Harrison Ford Wasn't There Not to Love and then there's uh, also the Academy Award winner is uh, Chariots of Fire and it's um, now have it, you ever seen that I have never seen it so Even now it doesn't really bus. perk my interest. Yeah. But we will watch it and uh we'll give you the review. But and then you're recommending. Yeah, cause, uh like we used to do a new movie, right? And uh, this week it was a toss wait, it was a toss up. We were gonna go see Hustle. I know. <laughs> and uh, we the, decided yeah. not to see it this, last week. This minute. week has <laughs> literally nothing going for it. Like I thought maybe we'll go see like the gold I think it's called the Goldfinch Goldfincher or something like that. But it's just been getting slammed at Tiff. So I was like, no, I don't think we're going to see that. And There's there's another movie that came out, but it came out with a limited release, and yeah. it's not by us. But, yeah, this week this really was terrible. So I was like, yeah, we're just going to pick. And since Seth um, wasted his pick on The Good Dinosaur last time, it's my choice, and uh, we're going to watch uh, Doki New York. Doki, whatever you want to say, New York. Now this film, uh, I know we're not going to do a great job, of uh reviewing this. It's been reviewed by YMS and all these people that do a really good job. So, um, but it's very personal to me, this movie, and uh, there's not many movies I can say that made me feel a certain way. So, um I'm excited to show set this. Yeah, we'll see. And I don't know if you'll like it, but it should be interesting. Charlie Kaufman, Synagogi, New York. All right, guys. All right, see you later. Bye.